Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. All right, we're on. That was fast. All right. Oh, right. Give me a second as we get settled here. But uh, man, great message. Very thankful how you point us to scriptures. Every person in the body has uh, their... Um, they're needed for the body, and then they have a place where uh, they are serving. So, uh, man, grateful <laughs> you're laughing at me because you can tell I'm trying to get settled. Yeah. Somehow Doug beat me in here. Yeah, so. I'm not sure how that happened, but, but. Uh, as he gets settled, uh, thanks for joining us for yes. Q&A. Uh, we do this at the end of each service so that we have an opportunity to maybe uh, talk a next level uh, about the passage and about maybe questions that arose in your mind or arose in your mind as it relates to how you apply it in your own life. So the, the number on the screen is a direct line to this iPad here. And so uh, if you'll send it in and we can get to it, Jonathan will ask the question. I don't know what the questions are. It's kind of the fun of this, right. but uh, we'll answer whatever is on your mind. And we often will say that uh, if you have a question, other people probably have that same question, so don't be hesitant to ask. Actually, by asking your question, you're doing a part of what we did, right. talked about this morning, serving the body, because other people are getting to hear the answers. I loved in college uh, sitting with our president of the school at the time, Robertson McQuilkin, answering the questions that other students had. I, I didn't, wasn't smart enough to have the questions, but I loved hearing the answers to those questions. So I'm not suggesting I'm Robertson McQuilkin, but I am suggesting it's valuable when you ask questions because other people yeah. have them and benefit from the right. answers. No, you do have answers. This is And asking Doug questions, this is what I do every single day in the office. I just <laughs> love to ask Doug questions. So now I'm settled and uh, we'll, get, we'll get started. So uh, one, one body, many gifts. You alluded to this um, towards the end of the message is... Uh, how do you keep yourself from being jealous of how others are gifted? So you see how you're gifted, uh, but then you look out and you see another person and you go, man, yeah. I wish I was gifted like that. Yeah. Um, first of all, let me clarify, and I, I want to make sure that we didn't go straight to one body, many gifts, one body, many people, many gifts. So we're people before we're gifts. In mm -hmm. other words, we're children of God before we are uh, as we are servants of God, but we're not just servants. We're, all, we're often, not often, we are children of God. And so our person, and I think that's important because our person ha has to come before what we might think of as our performance, uh, who we are and our, how we're our loved. Yes, yeah. our identity is is not in what we do for the Lord, but what has been done for us by the Lord. So that's an important distinction. To the specific question then, how do how do I keep from becoming jealous of your how mic. other people have been gifted? And your mic is breaking up. I don't know if that's something uh, just come in. Yeah, I, I can't do anything, anything about that. Hopefully... Switch mics with me or... Uh, <laughs> if we're just going to keep going here. Okay. So, um, how do I keep from becoming jealous of other people's gifting mm -hmm. personally? Mm 
there's always an an intellectual response to I know that I am made according to God's choosing. So I don't want to discount that. That's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna have to start. And it's an important start. I'm going to start there because uh, when it, um, jealousy is one of the deeds of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, contentment, one of the fruit, is a fruit of the spirit. So we talked about a couple weeks ago, we have one body, and that body either gets presented to our flesh to satisfy our flesh or to the spirit through which then the spirit bears his fruit. So when it comes to jealousy and it's a deed of the flesh, that means that I have given my mind over to think the thoughts of the flesh. And jealousy is rooted ultimately in pride, I should always be the best. I should always have the best. People should love me most. I'm the point. And so one of the things that I say to myself is, well, why should people think I'm the best? They don't. And but when I'm jealous, why should they think? Or why should I have the best? Why should I have what God chose to give them? I ask myself those questions. Why do I think that? And what I'm doing is I'm exposing the pride of my own heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so make it very real as a pastor, people who I love, people who have become parts of this body, and then they stay in town but leave and go to another church. I'm going to wrestle with, oh, man, why are they leaving here? Why are they going somewhere else? And so I have to ask myself, basically, why do I think they should have to come to CFC, why do I think we're the best church? We're not the best church in Jacksonville. We're not the only good church. I try to always tell our new members classes. There's a lot of good churches in Jacksonville. And if you don't find a place of community and growth here, go to another good church in Jacksonville. So it's that, that why do I think I should have the best or I should have what others have? It's a questioning uh, of the wisdom of God, the choosing of God. And so by confronting that, then I can say, Lord, I repent of that thought. I repent of giving my mind the thoughts that I deserve, I should, prideful thoughts, and I embrace, Lord, I'm the clay, you're the potter, you get to make the choice, and I learn contentment in whatever choice you make for me. So mm-hmm. that's part of the yeah. – tried to just take you through the real thought processes of the things yeah. that I ask myself, the things that I tell myself when there is the potential yeah. for jealousy to rise up. Yeah, you know, as you talk about – no, I think that does help. And as you talk about repentance or um, I think about something that I heard you say last week to say when, like, when it relates to pride is to say, Lord, that's a foolish thought. Yes. So different message last week, but I th- yeah. think that's something that's been helpful for me as pride, as the Lord has exposed pride in my own heart for me to say out loud, Lord, that's a foolish thought. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. it's a foolish thought to think, Lord, my life would be better if you would have made better choices for me. Because that's what jealousy is, is, Lord, you have, you've held out on me, and, and 
when I think maybe the Lord's held out on me, that the Lord doesn't care for me, that the Lord cares for other people more than he cares for me, Jesus says, go look outside, look at the birds of the air, the flowers of the field, see how God cares for them, how God has provided for them, and then know this, you are much more valuable. So those are the things that I lay in my own head. Uh, One person asked, um, how do you know if you're spiritually healthy? Hmm. That's kind of a broad question. Let me think about that. How do I know if I'm spiritually healthy? Bottom line, the fruit of the Spirit will demonstrate that I'm spiritually healthy. Because when I'm walking with the Spirit, I will bear the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. And spiritually healthy people have learned to walk with God. Quick review whose I am, Mm -hmm. who I am, and therefore I present myself to Him. So, Shortest, most concise answer, spiritual health is revealed by the fruit of the Spirit. Deeds of the flesh are reflective. I'm not spiritually healthy. Uh, One person asks, why does it no longer seem like there's a distinction between the church body and the secular body? So I'm not quite sure what they mean by... Well, I I think they're probably gone. Why is there less distinction or not the same distinction between uh, the local church and the local country club? Okay. You know, where people gather. I think that's what they're saying. If that's not what you're saying, just text again and and make it a little more clear to us. So, why isn't there there a difference? Um, Again, I don't want to just always say fruit of the Spirit. So, let me unpack that a little. A little more. We we are only different when we gather together than the world is when they gather together. When we are clear, not only intellectually but in our hearts of who we are and who God intended us to be. So, if you go to the country club, you go there for what serves you. Mm -hmm. And when people only attend the church, uh, this is what I was trying to get at, when they are the point of the bigger story, then it's just like a a country club. I'm here only for me. Now, don't hear me say it's not a healthy reason to go to church for you. It's unhealthy to go to church only for you. You You need the body and you are needed by the body. So I go for me and for others in honor to the Lord. So I think that that is at core uh, when we lose our distinction, that we lose our purpose that goes beyond ourselves to being the body of Christ to other people to serve them, to help them, to to sacrifice for them, to to do what maybe is hard for me for their good. The local country club, I'm only going to do what's for my good. The right. church, we do what is for the common good. Yeah. That's the distinction, I would think. Right. Well, that's good. Um, what would you say, kind of, this is a summary of a person's question that had kind of a, a longer uh, question here, but I think what they're asking is, what is the difference between like the church biblical family and then blood family? 
uh, different. I mean, there's the ob- I should say the obvious. There's the fundamental difference that blood family uh, is according to who's mom and dad, right? And uh, physically, like uh, to be blunt, sperm and egg, and. Uh, Spiritual family is according to whose dad, as in heavenly father, and there it's not sperm and egg, but it's grace and faith. Mm-hmm. So it's God's grace to us and our faith responding to his that makes us one. Maybe the question is trying to go a little bit further and saying, is there a what are the implications of the difference between the spiritual family and the physical family? Uh, a couple of thoughts. Spiritual family, much, 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 much larger. larger. Uh, you know, people think, oh, Thanksgiving must be crazy when I say there's 26 of, our, of us uh, kids and grandkids in the house. Yes. But, you know, we'll have over a thousand in our family gathered for worship. This right. morning. Right. So the the spiritual family is a lot bigger, therefore can be much more complex. Therefore, it's easier for people to get lost. The larger the crowd, the easier it is for people to get lost and overlooked. So that that's some of the dangers of the larger spiritual family. The inverse, though, is true because it's a larger spiritual family. There's many more resources brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, many a much broader variety of gifting and help available at the table. Uh, thinking of the table as the spiritual family. So I think you see by saying that that. I think it's easier, it's less complicated for a physical family to be healthy than it is a a broader spiritual family like a family, Christian family chapel. Mm -hmm. Because it's so much larger, we do our very, very, very best to try to help people not fall through the cracks, not Mm -hmm. get ignored, not get lost. But Thursday night, I had an individual come up to me after the service and just share that, that they were brokenhearted over mm-hmm. the fact that though they had been here for multiple years, they still felt uh, like they didn't have deep community here at the church. Mm. And uh, without blaming them or our body, I was grieved for them because I know what the Lord wants, and I know what he has for his family, which is authentic fellowship, authentic community. So without trying to assign blame, I simply felt for them and then tried to give some ideas of how they might build some community. And so here, here's, a, I think, an underlying principle that we need to be willing to embrace. Healthy physical family is easier because we automatically spend more minutes with them just by life together. Spiritual community in the spiritual family, 
can be harder because we have to work harder mm. to get those minutes together. And community doesn't happen apart from just the reality of minutes together. Mm -hmm. You can want community, but if you don't give the required minutes together, you're not going to have a community. So uh, you almost naturally do that as a family, harder to do that as a spiritual family. It's part of what I was getting at earlier. When we, when we end up um, straying from our intended purpose and we only spend minutes with our spiritual family when we feel like it, when it's convenient, when we want to, versus this is who we are, so this is what we do, community definitely suffers. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, something that I tried to function as, as a father, uh, my kids would all be able to repeat this line, quality time is the accident that happens when we spend quantity time together. Quality time is the accident that happens when we spend quantity time together. When you have few minutes together and then you try to make them really special to make the most of them, it usually blows up in our face because it's never as special as we had imagined in our mind. Hmm. Instead of close, now we're mad. Yeah. Then you spend a bunch of time together, and every once in a while you go, wow, I would have never anticipated how sweet that would be. You didn't plan it, but the Lord gave it as a gift. So I, th I know that to be true in my physical family. Therefore, I know it to be true in the spiritual family as well. We cannot go, well, I'm just going to have really deep, meaningful few minutes together. Life doesn't work that way. Right. Well, that's good. Um, here, to go back to the conversation that you had with that person on Thursday night, yeah. it, what, what practical steps would you provide for the person who goes, uh -huh. I'm at CFC, I want to have community that I don't. And so obviously their first step would be, if you're not coming, you need to come. Yeah. When the church gathers, you gather. Yeah, but they in, were there. In addition to that. Uh -huh. Well, you're not going to generally build community in a worship service of a couple hundred people. Right. You're going to meet people who you might build community with. So my um, counsel was not insightful at all. It was just super practical. Number one, you need to sit down with your husband. The two of you simply need to go, in the people we have met at CFC, who did we seem like we kind of enjoyed? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have to invest, invest some minutes and some dollars into spending some time with them and see if it goes anywhere. Just don't front load it too much. Like, this is the place where we have to have community. Uh, community is something that happens. You can't make it happen. So uh, that was idea number one. Uh, and then I acknowledge the problem with idea number one is that really pressurizes the situation and it can feel like awkward. Or, like, yeah. are we two couples dating or what's happening <laughs> here? So uh, I encourage them. Here's a family group that I know loves to welcome new people. And there's lots of people that you might connect with one or two of them. Mm -hmm. So I encourage them Friday night, go to this family group. And it was a drive for them, but 
they told me they were up for a drive. So I was really grateful. I got a picture Saturday morning oh, from the cool. family group leader of saying, hey, thanks oh, for awesome. encouraging so-and-so to come to our family group. Mm -hmm. Whether that will lead to community, I know not, but those are the steps uh, that you have to take. Mm -hmm. well, that's good. Um, Another way is to yeah. serve together. Yeah. In other words, sometimes serving together. One of my my best friends here over the years at the chapel had been a guy that we didn't know one another, but years and years ago when we were putting irrigation throughout this whole campus, we ran a, a trencher for multiple Saturdays, like five hours at a time. And so in working together, we built community together. In fact, I would say sometimes community happens faster and deeper when you serve together versus when you just sit together. Right. I think that's what some of our high school years would say, that they have found community by serving together. Yeah. Um, so it happens for some in a family group. For others, it's we're just doing something together. Yeah. I think so. guys especially are like, uh, let's like sweat together. Let's accomplish something right. together, and we'll build a. Uh, you can probably turn that off if they can. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they build a camaraderie through working together, where ladies might build more camaraderie through coffee together, right. conversation. Guys have just less words to say generally. That's right. You want to do something? <laughs> want to play spike ball? Yeah, yeah. Right. We build deep community. All right. We're down to 30 seconds. Uh, any other fi final words? <laughs> we got asked twice if we were matching together, if we matched. <laughs> so, yes, I want to I be like Doug. <laughs> uh, I did see that this morning. I thought, that's going to come up in q right. We did laugh about it. Um, any last, I don't know, we got like 20 seconds. Final words, anything you want to say, wish you would have said that you want to try to say second hour? No. Okay. Quality time is the accident that happens when you spend quantity time together. It's good. All right. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.